Bible prophesied of a unique time on earth. Israel would be returned to her land, the church would turn to false doctrines, technology would increase, and wickedness and immorality would run rampant. The time spoken of so long ago has come. Join Charlie Garrett as he breaks down these events for us as they unfold each week. Okay, it is 23 August, Sunday, time for the Prophecy Update of the Week. And first things first, I got a bandana sent to me by Tina, lady I know from Facebook and just emails from time to time, and uh, I want to thank her very much for that. And then uh, the webmaster says that if you are on the website, uh, which he had to redo the website because there was some type of a uh, bug that got into there, and so he changed the theme of it, but it's become accommodating for uh, you know, cell phones and all that kind of stuff, which in the past it was not. A lot of people from all over have emailed and said, can you get this you know, done? Well, he did that. But um, sometimes it gets stuck, he said. And so uh, he says, if it does, just try reloading it. Just hit the reload button and you'll be able to navigate your way through that. And if there's any type of problem you have, just send me an email and uh, I'll send it to him and we'll see if we can get it resolved. And uh, uh, But I've gotten emails from people all over, everywhere, saying how thankful they are for the work that he's done because they can now use it. It's user-friendly with their tablets and iPads and whatever, all that kind of stuff that I don't know about. But uh, there you go with that. Um, now, I'm going to read you something before we get into our first category today. And I want you to tell me if this is proper doctrine. And if it's not, maybe why not? What's the matter with it? And maybe you even saw this video. It's somebody that a lot of people, uh, they follow this individual. And I've you know, in the past had great theological differences with him, but this ended it for me. Uh, if Jesus will not allow anyone who harmed and didn't help his brethren, the Jews, through the tribulation to enter into his millennial kingdom right after, why would he allow such to be raptured as his bride before the tribulation? So I'm telling all of those who call themselves Christians with great confidence, if you hate Israel, you will not be raptured. Look, there's no person who has the Holy Spirit and reads the Bible and has the fruits of the Spirit been born again that can hate Israel. If you hate Israel, you are not born again. You don't have the Holy Spirit, and you are a faker. You call yourself a Christian, but are not. Jesus will not even recognize you. Can anybody tell me any problem with that? It means it's works. It means that your salvation is conditioned on something other than the blood of Jesus Christ. That is a major heresy. That's not a minor heresy. That is as bad of a heresy as anything I've heard this person say, and he said several heretical things in the past. He says that Jesus is the archangel Michael, which is a theological error, and he says that the feasts of the Lord are not fulfilled, and the fall feasts are not fulfilled. If the feasts of the Lord are not fulfilled, we're waiting for Jesus to come back for them to be fulfilled. What does that mean? It means that Jesus is not the Messiah because the law is not fulfilled. If the law is not fulfilled, then he died for nothing. Okay, just so you know, there were, at the time that I was sent that video, 175,000 people who had watched it and only 152 who had given it a thumbs down. That shows you the sad state of theology in the world today. This is speaking of Amir Safadi. And I don't ever want anybody to send me his video again. I get them all week long, people saying, will you evaluate this, will you evaluate that? Until he stops preaching heresy, 
he should not be listened to. He mixes dispensations. He says that Matthew 23, 24, 25 uh, pertain to the church. It has nothing to do with the church. That was Jesus speaking to Israel under the law. He was not yet crucified. Not a word he said there in those passages has anything to do with the church. So I want you to know that if you are following people because of who they are, I'm a Jew, okay? I know what I'm talking about because I was born in Israel. You are following that person for the wrong reason. That is a fallacy known as a genetic fallacy. Oh, he's got a doctorate in theology, and so he must be intelligent. That's a genetic fallacy. Charlie Garrett is handsome, and so I'm going to follow him. Well, that's untrue, but it's also a fallacy. It's a genetic fallacy. Please do not follow people because they sound like specialists in one area, so he's a captain in the Air Force or something when he was in Israel. I don't care. It doesn't mean anything to me. His theology is bad, and I don't want to be sent his video anymore. Thank you. Um, the mistake is following. Following man. That's exactly right. Instead of following, you know, this is what he is teaching is exactly the same thing as Catholicism. If you don't attend the Catholic Church, then you can't be saved. Or it's the same thing as um, I could think of a, a number of issues that people tie in with salvation and say, well, you know, people will say if you're a Democrat, you can't be saved. I would agree that you're not a very smart Christian if you're a Democrat. I will agree with that, but it has nothing to do with salvation. Salvation is 1 Corinthians 15, 3, and 4. Jesus Christ died for your sins, meaning you're a sinner. He went into the grave, meaning that he was really dead. He paid the penalty for your sin. He came out of the grave through the resurrection, meaning that your sin is in that grave, and he came out without any sin of his own, proving that he is God. That is the gospel. If you believe that, Romans 10, 9, and 10 is how you appropriate it. You believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. If you call on the name of the Lord, believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. That is it. That is the gospel. If you tie anything else into that, you are teaching a false gospel, and in his case, a heretical gospel. So, so much for that. Okay, here we go. Um, congratulations to John Pascual in British Columbia. He has completed all of the Genesis sermons. Yeah, so there you go. Congratulations. And our first category, as always, is Israel. From the Times of Israel, most of this will deal with what happened last week, the good news, which a lot of people say is bad news. And I will say this, the same people that were against what Trump did three or four months ago and were standing against it are now against what he's done here, which is exactly the opposite of what he just did. So they're not being consistent. But what Trump has done is in accord with scripture. It is in accord with Ezekiel. I read that last week. Please understand that this is not a peace treaty with the enemy. It's not a seven-year deal. It's none of that kind of stuff. So, Times of Israel, UAE locals hail Israel peace, offer hotel discounts elsewhere, engulf there is wariness. After the bombshell announcement that the UAE and Israel have agreed to establish full normalized relations, Israel's TV news shows featured individuals in interviews with UAE ministers, locals, Israeli expats, and even a hotel reservations clerk offering 40% discounts to Israeli tourists. All of us in the UAE are celebrating this agreement. Imagine this being said five years ago. They are celebrating this agreement, welcoming it, and encouraging other states to establish agreements like it. An unnamed driver in Dubai and Enthused in Channel 12's news broadcast said, We are happy about this decision by Sheikh Mohammed bin Zayed, and we support him for anything with Israel. Amazing things going on in the world. From the Times of Israel, Kuwait says it'll be last to normalize with Israel. We'll stand by Palestinians. 
Refusal of Israel ties follows a deal to normalize relations with the UAE. So Kuwait says we're not going to get into this. We'll be the last ones to do it. We'll see. From the Jerusalem Post. Israel working on direct flights to Dubai over Saudi Arabia. Now, they had made an agreement some months ago for flights with India, and they were working with uh, possible flights over Saudi Arabia to Israel with the Indian air carriers, but they had not made a deal with Israel at the time. But now it seems like Israel may actually be able to fly over Saudi airspace in order to go to the UAE. And if that's the case, then they will be able to do it over Saudi airspace to go to India as well. So we'll see where this goes, but it's kind of interesting how things are happening. Israel is in talks to have direct flights to the UAE fly over Saudi airspace, Prime Minister Netanyahu said on a visit to Ben Gurion Airport. It is a short flight of three hours like to Rome, but it will greatly change Israeli aviation and the economy with a great number of tourists on both sides and a great number of investments. Netanyahu pointed out that direct flights to the Emirates will make flying to and from Israel easier for many people. They would shorten travel time from Israel to East Asia and Oceania. The foreign minister confirmed that they have staff on the ground searching for a site in Abu Dhabi for the Israeli embassy. From the Times of Israel, Morocco said likely to be one of the next states to normalize ties with Israel. That's Morocco. Imagine that. Morocco is likely to be one of the next Arab states to normalize diplomatic ties with Israel following a U.S. brokered agreement between the UAE and Israel. The report said that in exchange for doing so, Rabat was seeking American recognition of its sovereignty over the disputed Western Sahara territory. Morocco occupied large swaths of Western Sahara in 1975 as a country. What country withdrew at that time? Anybody know? Nobody. Spain. Spain withdrew from the area and later annexed the territories in a move not recognized internationally. Prime Minister Netanyahu tried to arrange such a three-way agreement and made overtures to Washington to promote the deal, but the Trump admin had yet to clear it. Morocco is considered an ally of the United States and has long maintained informal but close intelligence ties with Israel, though the countries have no formal relations. Morocco has hosted Israeli leaders, which I've reported on a year ago, and Israelis are allowed to visit there. Some 3,000 Jews live in Morocco, a fraction of the number from before 1948 creation of Israel, but still the largest community in the Arab world. Now, Morocco is not one of the nations anticipated to come against Israel in the Gog Magog War. So you can see how this is fitting together. This is just what the Bible said it would take place, and it is not... A bad thing that is being done here. It is a good thing. It is a protection for Israel. It is not a harm for Israel. But unfortunately, too many experts in the prophecy realm don't get this. They don't read their Bibles properly. They're analyzing things from a peace deal and giving away land, which they're not giving away. I'll report on that in a minute. But please understand that this is not what everybody is out there spouting off. This is a good protection for Israel from the times of Israel. Mossad head talks to Bahrain's prime minister amid signs it could ink deal with Israel. Mossad chief Yossi Cohen spoke by phone in the past few days with Bahrain's prime minister Khalifa bin Salman al-Khalifa amid speculation the Gulf state could imminently follow the UAE in normalizing relations with Israel. 
The report didn't give any details on the phone call, news of which was cleared for publication by the military censor. The network cited unspecified signs that Bahrain was seeking to be next in line after the UAE to establish diplomatic ties with the Jewish state, and that a declaration to this effect was expected soon. It also noted Bahrain's official news agency reported Saturday, last Saturday, that the Bahraini prime minister had left the country for a private visit abroad, speculating that this could be linked. And then from Globes, Pact with UAE opens entire Arab world to Israeli business. Once again, the Arabs are not said to be coming against Israel in Gog Magog, Ezekiel 38. Go read it. You'll understand that, and you'll see why this is a good thing. Israel's normalization agreement with the UAE will give Israeli business an official, stable bridge to the entire Arab world, especially the other Gulf states with Saudi Arabia, which was in on the secret all along and at their head. The opportunities that have been opened up in the Arab markets for Israeli firms are huge and could dramatically boost Israel's exports to the UAE and via them to other Arab countries. So you can see how it can spread out even if they don't have relations with them. A prominent business person, formerly a senior officer in the security forces, told Globes that although there were substantial ties with the UAE beforehand, this agreement puts everything above board and lends legitimacy to buying from Israel for companies and governments throughout the Arab world. We are living in marvelous times here. I'm telling you, this is just unbelievable. Throughout the world through UAE intermediaries. In one way or another, this happened before, but now the sky is the limit, they say. A source in Saudi Arabia told Globes that the Arab world had a great deal to gain from Israel. Well, that's a no-brainer there. From Arts Shiva. Jason Greenblatt, here it is, sovereignty suspended. Does anybody here, can you define what the word suspended means? It's on hold, but not permanent, okay? Sovereignty suspended, not canceled. Israel's suspension of the plan to apply sovereignty over parts of Judea and Samaria is a temporary move former White House envoy to the Middle East, Jason Greenblatt, said, saying that the administration needs time to broker deals between Israel and moderate Arab states. I think it's important to look at the word that was chosen by the three parties in the official statement, which was the word suspend. As you know, I myself am a big proponent of recognizing Israeli application of sovereignty or Israeli law. So he's in favor of this, but he says, we suspended this, we did not cancel it, there's nothing that is harming Israel at this point, and it will not harm Israel at this point. Now, this is all obviously leading to a peace deal that will harm Israel. They will sign a peace deal. There will be a temple. We are not even close to that, folks. I'm telling you that if you think that this has something to do with the, the peace deal of the Antichrist, you are so far off, you can't imagine that, because there has to be a temple at the time that that comes about. That has to be a part of the agreement. And that is not going to be acknowledged by any Arab state. They will refuse that. They would absolutely refuse that rather than have diplomatic ties with Israel. This is going to be something that is a product of something much, much larger. Like Gog Magog, those nations being defeated, and then the world says, you know what, we want to have peace again. We're willing to lay it out on the table, and we will give you a temple. Until that comes out, this has nothing to do with that particular issue. So we need to separate our thoughts on this and look at what God is doing as far as the Arab states not 
coming against Israel. That's the main thing we need to remember right now from the times of Israel. Sudan and Israel say talks underway for deal to normalize ties. That may or may not happen, but Sudan expressed an interest in a peace deal with Israel, saying a treaty creating diplomatic ties between Jerusalem and Khartoum could be signed by the end of the year or in early 2021. And then from the Times of Israel, coalition chair. This is the coalition, Netanyahu, and then the blue and white, okay? If nothing dramatic changes in the next 48 hours, this was yesterday, so we'll say in the next 24 hours, it's elections. Now, we've gone through three elections already in the past year, and here we may be going into a fourth. Likud's Mickey Zohar asserts blue and white is obstructing the prime minister and extracting Israel from the coronavirus crisis. Says interparty dysfunction, not a budget, are at the heart of the crisis. So we've got about 24 hours, and we'll be back to elections in Israel. So we'll see what happens with that. Um, from Christian News Today. Vatican News, Pope asks for Mary's intercession to overcome the pandemic. I don't know how to say this, but Mary died and she's in her grave waiting for the call of the Savior, just like everybody else. Greeting the Polish-speaking faithful, the Pope recalled the Blessed Virgin, Mary's role in the miracle of the Vistula, which occurred 100 years ago. On 15 August 1920, the Polish army won a decisive victory over Soviet forces at the Battle of Warsaw, which was attributed to Mary's intercession. The day is also marked as Polish Armed Forces Day. There is one mediator between God and man. That is the man Christ Jesus. That is explicit in Scripture, and therefore Catholic doctrine cannot be true. But we'll go on. May the Mother of God today help humanity to defeat the coronavirus, said Pope Francis. And may she assure generous blessings for you, your family, and all the Polish people. In his greetings to the English-speaking faithful, Pope Francis encouraged everyone to prepare themselves to celebrate the Feast of Assumption of Mary. Woo! May she guide her pilgrimage toward the fullness of Christ's promise, he said. I, you want to know the fullness of Christ's promise? You pick up this book and you read it, and this will tell you about the Lord of creation who came to die for our sins, and without him, there's no intercession with our Heavenly Father. In fact, he's not our Heavenly Father without Jesus Christ. So there you go. Um, from Kentucky, website Kentucky, Catholic Diocese of Lexington names 20 priests accused of sexually abusing minors. Now, remember, this is the same church that just was given billions of dollars that was going under and the government went and gave all of that money, and now they can continue on with this type of stuff. The Catholic Diocese of Lexington on Friday released a list of priests who served in Kentucky who have been accused of sexually abusing minors. Now, you think about the children that were harmed by this. I mean, we talk about it and we say how bad this particular denomination or that is, but these are real human lives that have been affected for the rest of their lives. It says um, the list names 10 priests, among whom allegations of abuse were substantiated. Four priests who had credible allegations against them, indicating that the allegations were more than likely true. Six priests who served in the Lexington Diocese but were credibly accused of abuse in another diocese and one priest against whom allegations were found to be unsubstantiated. Most of the abuse by clergy outlined in the report happened before 1988, when the area covered by the Lexington Diocese was governed by the Diocese of Covington and Archdiocese of Louisville, the reviewers found. Two cases, however, are more recent. There are no pending allegations of child sexual abuse involving any priest in active ministry now. Thank goodness for that. From the Christian Post, Pakistani Christian man... You think he got it bad here in America? Pakistani Christian man faces blasphemy charge punishable by death over a Facebook post. And you know what he did? 
He cited scripture. The Christian man charged with blasphemy for making a theological argument on Facebook that Muslims deemed insulting toward the Islamic prophet Muhammad is now facing a potential death sentence for the post. Following a protest by a crowd of enraged Muslims who heard about Masih's comment online, police officially charged Masih under sections 295A and 295C of the Pakistani Penal Code. According to the Union of Catholic Asian News, Masih's Facebook comment stems from a discussion online about the Islamic sacrifice tradition of Eid al-Adha, which took place on July 30th and 31st. He cited Hebrews, it is not possible that the blood of bulls and goats can wash away sins. They're in a different category. I don't care what religion you're in, whether it's Christianity or any other, that ought to be obvious on the surface. It's a bull. And that is why if you go throughout human history, I don't care if you go down to the Aztecs or you go over to, you know, the Bulgarian mountains, they have always sacrificed something else. What? Human children, because they say, this will take away my sin. I know that the blood of bulls and goats won't take care of my sin, but I will, I will sacrifice a child and that will do it. Okay. What is the problem with that? It's called inherited sin. That child inherited sin and it didn't resurrect after it was sacrificed and therefore it proves that your sin is not taken away by that child either. You just killed a child. That's all you did. But yet we do that here with Planned Parenthood all the time. Anyway, we got, uh, it is not possible that the blood of bulls and goats can wash away sins. Masi was quoted as writing in a post. The incident of mirage, an Islamic belief that Muhammad ascended to heaven, talk with prophets, is based on a lie. Isra and mirage is observed to annually honor the Islamic prophet's nighttime journey from Mecca to a faraway mosque, and Muslims believe that he ascended to heaven and was shown hell. The culprit shared the post with two people. They call him the culprit. They visited my madras and showed it. Satar was quoted as claiming, Masih mocked the mirage incident and the sacrifice, which is a principle of Islam. Muslims were extremely hurt. Yeah, well, they've been extremely killing Christians in Pakistan for eons, and the world never cares anything about that. From Islam Today, Times of Israel, Oman. Also enjoying warming ties with Israel backs Israel-UAA normalization. Oman said that it backed the normalization of ties between the neighboring UAE and Israel, expressing hope that the move would help achieve lasting Israeli-Palestinian peace. A foreign ministry spokesman expressed the Sultanate's support for the UAE's decision regarding relations with Israel. The statement expressed hope that the move would contribute to achieving a comprehensive, just, and lasting peace in the Middle East and in a manner that would serve the aspirations of the peoples of the region. Oman has been touted as a nation that could follow Abu Dhabi in establishing relations with Israel. Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu visited Oman in 2018, the first trip by an Israeli leader in over two decades in what was seen as a sign of warming ties between the Jewish state and the Sunni Arab world. And I'd like to add in that I saw some pictures. I'd never really even thought of looking at Oman before, but it's a good-looking country. I mean, some of these Arab countries, you just think of desert, and that's all I ever think of. The beautiful shores and rocky cliffs, and it was just beautiful. Anyway, Al Jamainer. Iran and Turkey blast UAE peace deal with Israel as sin of normalization. Once again, if Christians would look at the world and say, who is for this and who is against this, they would understand what is appropriate and what is not. 
but they're not doing that. They're looking myopically at saying Israel is giving away land. That's Joel 3.1. They're dividing the land and therefore it's against the uh, precepts of scripture. And that's not happening at all. As I just showed with Jason Greenblatt a while ago, it's a, a suspension. That's all. Nothing is lost. But once again, the same people that said this when Trump made that annex deal said that Trump was dividing the land in that because he was saying that you can have this land, but not that land. And now they're arguing against the entire premise as if what he did the first time was correct. So it's wrong. They are wrong in their analysis. If they are saying that, that's fine. You don't have to turn them off because most of them aren't heretics like the one I mentioned a while ago. But you've got to be careful about understanding what is going on with Israel. It's very important. Anyway, we'll go on. Um, let's see here. Al Jamainer, Iran and Turkey blast UAE peace deal with Israel is sin of normalization. Iran and Turkey were virtually alone among Middle East nations as both countries condemned the historic peace agreement announced by Israel and the UAE. In a furious statement published on the Iranian regime's official mouthpiece, IRNA, the foreign minister railed that the oppressed nation of Palestine, as well as the other freedom-seeking peoples worldwide, will never forgive the sin of normalization of the ties with the occupier and bloodthirsty regime of Israel, and also the act of those who approve and cooperate with its crimes. Now remember, both of these nations are coming against Israel, probably in the not-too-distant future, during Gog-Magog conflict. All right. The statement continued, history will definitely demonstrate how this strategic mistake by the Zionist regime and the dagger which stabbed both the Palestinian nation and the Muslim peoples in the back will backfire and further strengthen the resistance axis by enhancing unity and solidarity against the Zionist regime and the backward governments in the region. In Turkey, President Erdogan told reporters that the move against Palestine is not a step that can be stomached. So there you go with that. From Arts Shiva, UAE rejects Iran's threats after Israel deal. Good job. The UAE summoned Iran's charge de affairs in Abu Dhabi to protest threats by the Islamic Republic's president over the Emirati decision to normalize ties with Israel. That came a day after Rouhani said the UAE's decision to normalize ties was a big mistake and warned against opening the path of Israel to the region. Without expanding on what that would mean, he said it would be another story and they will be dealt with in another way. UAE said that such rhetoric was unacceptable and inflammatory and had serious implications for security and stability in the Gulf region. The UAE had already downgraded its relations with Tehran back in January 2016 amid fierce rivalry between close Emirati ally Saudi Arabia and the Islamic Republic. The sides are being drawn up very clearly now. It's amazing to see from the Times of Israel. Erdogan says Turkey could suspend relations with UAE over Israel deal. So you got Iran against him, you got Turkey against him, and both of them are against Israel. After Ankara calls move a betrayal of the Palestinian people, Turkish leader threatens to cut ties to UAE or recall its ambassador. And from the Times of Israel, Nasrallah, Lebanon, they're aligned with Iran, they're Shiites, and they want Israel destroyed. Nasrallah, UAE betrayed Arabism, did Trump a personal favor with Israel deal. 
Hezbollah chief Hassan Nasrallah warned Israel that his organization intended to carry out a game-changing revenge attack for the death of one of its fighters in an airstrike last month that was widely attributed to Israel. He also called the new UAE-Israel normalization deal a betrayal of Arabism and said the UAE had given a personal electoral favor to President Trump. We'll hope so. From Mongolia, from the South China Morning Post, U.S.-China tensions, why Mongolia is in the middle of a new Cold War. Think about their position. Little Mongolia that nobody cares about, three million people on uh, land the size of half of the United States, having been sandwiched between superpowers in not just one Cold War, but two, it wouldn't be surprising if Mongolia were unwilling to repeat the experience a third time. It might not seem an obvious candidate as a geopolitical power broker, but the huge landlocked country is in the middle of a three-way tug of war between the U.S., China, and Russia for influence over Eurasia. Its predicament was highlighted by the not entirely welcome overtures from Russian Deputy Foreign Minister Igor Mogolov last month when Moscow vowed to support Ulaanbaatar should it apply to become a full member of the Shanghai Cooperation Organization. So they're, they're saying, if you do this, we'll support it. Though he was also quick to add that Russia has no intention to influence the choice of our Mongolian friends. Yeah, analysts say it fears being associated too closely with a grouping that has often been criticized as being anti-West and overly focused on security matters. Some Mongolians don't want to be caught up in the old Cold War style geopolitics. I already found an article for next week's Mongolia update, and it is going to confirm what we just read, and it is pretty cool. So here we go. Daniel, do your study, do a Mongolia search, and see if you can find out what I'm going to talk about next week. Daniel 12 Technology from New Atlas. Space-time wave packets. New class of laser defies laws of light physics. Now, this is pretty cool. If you know uh, communications in particular, a lot of communications are through light, right? Okay. Scientists have created a new class of laser beam that appears to violate long-held laws of light physics. These new beams, which the team calls space-time wave packets, follow different rules of refraction, which could lead to new communication technologies. Light travels at different speeds through different media, slowing down in denser materials. We know this. It's a phenomenon that's best summed up in a basic middle school science experiment. If you place a spoon in a glass of water, the spoon will appear to be broken at the water's surface. That's because the light is traveling slower through the water than the air. Then the light rays bend as they enter the water, a phenomenon known as Snell's Law. But the new laser beams don't follow this basic law of light. And it's not just Snell's law either. The team says they also ignore Fermat's principle, which says that light always takes the shortest possible path. This new class of laser beams has unique properties that are not shared by common laser beams. Space-time wave packets can be arranged to behave in the usual manner, to not change speed at all, or to even anomalously speed up in denser materials. As such, these pulses of light can arrive at different points in space at the same time. This has some major implications for optical communications technologies. The team uses the example of a plane sending messages encoded in light to two submarines at the same depth but different distances away. Normally, the message would arrive at the closer sub first. 
but with space-time wave packets, the pulses could be propagated to reach both at exactly the same time. While it may sound like this technology is contradicting some key laws of physics, the team stresses that it's actually still in line with special relativity. That's because they're not messing with the oscillations of the light waves themselves. Instead, they're controlling the speeds at which the peaks of the light pulses travel. This is done using a device called a spatial light modulator, which reorganizes the energy of each pulse of light to intertwine its properties in space and time. That is very cool. I'm going to tell you they're going to have some really great technologies come out of that, probably uh, faster internet. They're probably going to have more secure technologies. You can, you know, like they're talking about quantum mechanics, being able to have the unbreakable code. This may be it as well. We'll see. And then from Mashable, KFC moves to add 3D printed chicken nuggets with lab-grown meat into its menu. Yes, can you imagine eating that? It's coming soon to a KFC near you. The fast food restaurant chain has officially announced it's partnering with a Russian research laboratory. Yeah, 3D printing solutions to develop technology for what it calls the meat of the future. Or, in other words, laboratory-produced chicken nuggets. Not only will this be the first of its kind, but the nuggets will apparently look and taste a lot like KFC's original chicken. Producing 3D printed chicken is also more environmentally friendly than standard meat. According to the press release, 3D Bioprinting Solutions is working on developing additive bioprinting technology using chicken cells and plant material, allowing it to reproduce the taste and texture of chicken meat. With the bioprinting method, you can still incorporate all of the same micronutrients you get from eating chicken, but without including a bunch of additives used in traditional farming and agriculture. So you can rest assured that it's a lot healthier for you. See, they're, they're pushing this on you. Yeah. It's also more ethical, seeing as how there aren't any animals being harmed in the process. Yeah. The uh, release also cites a study done by the American Environmental Science and Technology Journal that states the technology of growing meat from cells has minimal negative impact on the environment, allowing energy consumption to be cut by more than half, greenhouse gas emissions to be reduced 25-fold, and 100 times less land to be used than traditional farm-based meat production. So, it's what? Yeah, green, eating green. No, oh. green, green. Soiling green. Yeah, soiling, soiling green. Yeah, that's um, what uh, Charlton Heston back in the 70s. And yeah. I remember the very end of the movie when he's being carried out and he's got his hand up and the blood's running down his arm. He says, soiling green is people. And that's how it ended. So there you go. All right. From Revelation Plagues, from Watchers. Cosmic rays increase remarkably as solar activity shows persistent decline resembles the Dalton minimum of 1790 through 1830. I talked about this a little while ago. This is more in depth. During such periods of low solar activity, the fluxes of galactic cosmic rays, or GCRs, increase remarkably, presenting a hazard for long-term crewed space missions and affecting Earth's climate system. The sun's magnetic field shields the entire solar system in a protective bubble, normally protecting us from GCRs. But in recent decades, the shield has been getting weaker as a result of the sputtering solar cycle. These are long-term solar variations on the timescales of centuries, which are superimposed on the 11-year solar cycle. 
The, does everybody understand that? Every 11 years, the sun goes into a hibernation. It doesn't make a lot. But sometimes, on a grander scale, it happens over centuries, and it's much more pronounced. That's what they're talking about here. Because we're not going to eat chicken anymore. That's why this is happening. The current situation more closely resembles the lesser Dalton minimum of 1790 through 1830 or the Gleisberg minimum of 1890 to 1920. During those occasions, the solar cycle weakened but did not entirely go away. The Dalton minimum was marked by lower than average global temperatures. Additionally, periods of lower solar activity are connected with increased volcanism largely responsible for the cooling trend, earthquakes, and extreme weather events, both global and regional, especially extreme rainfall. On April 5th of 1815, 26 years into a Dalton minimum, Mount Tambora in Indonesia erupted in one of the largest observed eruptions in recorded history. One of the global results was the year without a summer in 1816. This brief period of significant climate change triggered extreme weather and harvest failures in many areas around the world. So there you go with that. Seven News. North Korean leader reportedly orders elite to hand over their dogs for meat during food shortage. So in North Korea, Fido is going the way of the dodo. From Yahoo. Death Valley hits 130 degrees. That's terrible. They're saying how bad this is, and it's global warming, and it's all our fault. Guess what? Thought to be the highest temperature on Earth in nearly a century. So they have precedent from a century ago. So it's actually not global warming at all, is it? Morality today. Breitbart. Court grants. I love dogs. That was not meant in any way to be... Yeah, okay. I love dogs. I got nine of them at my house. Uh, we had... Um, I, I didn't welcome them at the beginning of the update, but we've got Andrew and Sanda. They're here from the East Coast. This is their third visit to the uh, Superior Word. And last night we had Thai food, and then they came over to the house and had durian. And uh, yes, they had durian. And they had. He likes it now. That's right. It just takes a while of getting used to, but they got chewed on by nine dogs at the same time. So they were all over the place, barking and everything else. Yeah, and uh, just so you know, I, I, a couple people have come in since she arrived, but we have somebody new here today named Anne as well. So we welcome you. All right, so we have uh, morality today. Court grants mother full say in transitioning eight-year-old son to girl named Luna. The court had taken away her rights because she's insane and she wants to damage her child. And now another court has taken away his rights and is giving him back to the mother. A Dallas judge ruled that the mother of an eight-year-old boy may have a sole decision-making power in pursuit of transitioning him to a girl named Luna. Judge Mary Brown of Dallas County Court reversed the October ruling of another judge and granted the request of Dr. Ann Gurgulas, a pediatrician who reportedly diagnosed her son James with gender dysphoria when he was a young toddler. So he's not even old enough to make the decision, but that was her decision. As a result of the ruling, Gurgulas, who supports James' gender transition, will have sole control over this area of his life. So we'll see if this gets... Uh, elevated up to a higher court because this is disgusting. From the Free Beacon, Pennsylvania School District mandates white supremacy lessons for kindergartners. Yes, it's all your fault, little kid. Mail Online, Disney confirms its first bisexual lead character in an animated series. The Owl House features a 14-year-old girl named Luz dancing with a girl who has a crush on her at the prom. 
from the Epic Times. Kentucky photographer, finally some good news, wins the right to refuse service to same-sex couples. A federal judge in Kentucky has blocked the city of Louisville from enforcing an anti-discrimination law against a Christian wedding photographer, allowing her to refuse to work same-sex weddings on grounds that her work is an expression of free speech, and compelling it would be unconstitutional. Thank goodness. Okay, our other category, military. Pompeo Inc.'s deal for U.S. troop move from Germany to... Nobody read this. Poland. U.S. Secretary of State Pompeo sealed a defense cooperation deal with Polish officials that will pave the way for the redeployment of American troops from Germany to Poland. I've been reporting on this, but now it is happening. President Trump said that the pact was the culmination of months of negotiations with Poland. The agreement will enhance our military cooperation and increase the United States military presence in Poland to further strengthen NATO deterrence, bolster European security, and help ensure democracy, freedom, and sovereignty. By the way, it will also be a slap in the face to Germany, who has not paid their fair share for many, many years, and that's why this came about. Trump's statement said some 4,500 U.S. troops are currently based in Poland, but about 1,000 more are to be added under a bilateral decision announced last year. Last month, in line with Trump's demand to reduce troop numbers in Germany, the Pentagon announced that some 12,000 troops would be withdrawn from Germany with about 5,600 moving to other countries in Europe, including Poland. In addition, several U.S. military commands will be moved out of Germany, including the U.S. Army V Corps overseas headquarters that will relocate to Poland next year. There you go. From Zero Hedge, Taiwan signs deal for large batch of USF 16s as China tensions are on the brink. So we're taking care of our ally over there. For the first time in nearly three decades, Taiwan has signed a deal to purchase F-16 fighter jets from Lockheed Martin. In a formal agreement, which has been in the works for much of the past year, adding to spiraling relations between Beijing and Washington. The new contract will be for an initial delivery of 66 jets added to the self-ruled island's existing fleet of F-16s. Completion is expected by the end of 2026. I don't know if we have that long in the world, folks, but we'll see. The new jets will have major upgrades over and against the older F-16A and B variant, which Taiwan's Air Force currently operates, especially with advances in radar and electronic scanning capabilities. From CNBC, black and Hispanic unemployment at record low. Now, I can't believe that CNBC reported this, but they did. There have never been more black and Hispanic Americans in the workforce. The jobless rate for Hispanics hit a record low of 3.9% in September, while African Americans maintained its lowest rate ever at 5.5%. The Hispanic women unemployment rate was 3.8%, and the black adult women jobless rate was 4.6%. The best numbers that we've ever had, African American, Hispanic American, Asian American, women, everything, we have the best numbers that we have had in many, many, many decades, President Trump told reporters. Now, i brought that up because that was before the COVID crisis. That was September, but they reported on it. I reported it at that time, but I wanted to remind you of that because this is something that the people need to understand. This was not the president's fault in any way, shape, or form that people are unemployed. He did what he was recommended by the CDC 
turned out to be a bad decision, but he had, by the time he had gotten into office three years, gotten all of those categories down to the lowest in American history. Keep that in mind when you go to the polls. Vote Donald Trump. Okay, American Military News report. Americans set new record of 3.9 million in firearm backgrounds checks in June. 3.9 million. People are scared to death in this country, especially with the elections coming up and they know how bad it could get very quickly. From the Epic Times, federal appeals court strikes down California's ban on high capacity gun magazines. Who would have thought that, but they did it. Good job. Epic Times, Austin approves cutting $150 million from police department budget. Austin, okay, that's a very liberal city. I would like to say, did anybody see what the governor of Texas has now signed? I can't include it next week's uh, uh, update now because uh, I'm going to talk about it, but he has proposed or signed, I don't know which, a law that says that if you cut funding from your police departments, you can never again raise your rates on taxing your citizens. It is one or the other, and that is it. Yes, good job there. Okay, from Zero Hedge, de Blasio's New York. Bulletproof vest sales are skyrocketing in parts of the city. Oregon Live, Portland State will disarm campus safety officers this fall. Now remember, it was Oregon where they had that mass shooter that killed all those people. He was half black, so it didn't count because uh, we had, at the time, a half white president and they called him vice versa. We had a black president, he's half black, and this guy was half black, but it was his father instead of his mother or vice versa. It was the opposite of Obama. So when they reported on him, all the news media called him a white. radical white supremacist. But he wasn't. He was the same. Blend. Yeah, Blend is our president at the time. Anyway, what's that? I don't remember his name. But Oh, I don't. Yeah, it was in Oregon and he killed all those people. But now they are disarming the campus and yeah, you got to wonder what's going on. I mean, what are they thinking? And when these people go in and start killing on the campus, who is going to be responsible for what happened? Trump. Yeah, it'll be Trump's fault. Yeah, you're right. That's New York Post. Trump donates $100,000 of his salary to help repair national monuments. He said he was going to donate his salary to different causes throughout his presidency, and he's faithfully done that. And the governor of California this past week has been found out that he said he was going to reduce his salary and he never did. So look at, look at the two sides, make your evaluation. From the Epic Times, Biden, governors should mandate masks for the next three months. Well, let's see, September, October, November. I wonder why they're doing this. Can you imagine that? From upstate New York, this is some good news, folks. You know the uh, the picture that you push the button to dry your hands under the thing? It has three wavy lines, so it looks like you push the button, you're going to get bacon. Okay? All right. New York Upstate. New York Smokehouse installs vending machine that dispenses bacon. Yes. Oscar Smokehouse, a family-owned specialty meat and cheese shop in Warrensburg, New York, has launched a new refrigerated vending machine featuring hickory bacon, three-year-old cheddar cheese, a cheddar and smoked pork chops, sausage, and more. So if you got a 3 a.m. Uh, hunger pang, just walk down the road and get your fix. Okay, I have a Lesrick here for you. We'll see if you can figure out which article we're referring to. KFC will now move to 3D. 
to make chicken nuggets additive free. They will still have great taste, but not go to your waste while yet cutting in half energy. So there you go. Good job. Okay, I got a couple of ironies and we will be done. From the New York Post, BLM protesters say costly gear to protect them from cops prices them out of civil rights. Yeah, they're out there rioting and they can't afford the gear to protect themselves from the cops who are protecting the citizens. They want us to fund them. From You know, I saw somebody uh, on an article on Weasel Zippers yesterday. You talk about somebody funding BLM. They had BLM buses, the big, expensive ones, all marked out, BLM on the side, pulling into an area to protest. Somebody is really behind funding this. They're trying to destroy... You, I know that, but I'm just... Obviously, it's just that... Yeah. Okay, Zero Hedge. Biden ingeniously picked the one black candidate whose parents are not from America, whose ancestors had slaves, and who spent her career locking up black men. Yes, such is the world we live in. So from Sarasota, Florida to Ulaanbaatar, Mongolia, I'm Charlie Garrett. This is the superior word, and that is your prophecy update for the week.